Hello beautiful people. <laughs> it's Brandy. Welcome to Shadow and Light in the Beehive. This is a new series. Let me just throw something out there real quick. This is not anything like my guided meditations, but I just felt like the the series is necessary and I couldn't do this for the guided meditation because guided meditation is to calm and to soothe and to all of that. The Shadow and Light series is more about real talk, candid situations and giving you real wording, real tools that you can use in this world. Even if you're not in a situation like myself where I am self-governed, you know? So I just feel like a lot of healing needs to take place out there. And I've been called to do it. So I'm answering the call. I want to be very, very clear that shadow work is not the bad or spooky area we were led to believe okay shadow work is everything that needs to be brought to the light shadow work is the stuff that we didn't know that we had buried down in our bodies that are still affecting us to this day okay so Keep that in mind when I start to say things like shadow work or anything like that. Shadow work is about revealing the unknown and asking the wise. Wise as in W-H-Y apostrophe S. Not asking the wise as in wise person. <laughs> you know, we can sometimes be in situations that will trigger us. And we have no idea why. You know, shadow work is about digging deep into the origin stories that we were told and that we still believe to be true about ourselves to this day. Like such as certain voices that trigger you, why certain noises trigger you, right? Or certain person will trigger you. There is always a reason and doing the shadow work brings light into the origin story that you believe breaks that shit apart so that you can heal from that situation and bring you into the light bring more light in and what i mean by light is good things good stuff just the good stuff it's not all bad we just have to accept that there is good and bad so how are we going to deal with it so this is our first episode i did post a this or that choice and the first episode is going to be about slowing down. So that's what won out this week's episode. So we're going to get on to it. So slowing down. We need we need help with slowing down. Okay. I'll tell you this. Slowing down is very hard. It is hard. It's a hard thing to do. Why? Because the outside world loves a multitasker, right? But if you pause and you think about the reasons behind the world loving a multitasker, 
It's all about in what the outside world wants to get out of you. How many things it can squeeze out of you. Even when you are obviously at your breaking point, the world never stops spinning or demanding your energy. It wants all the work from you. It wants all the words from you. How many documents you can produce. How many products can you push out? How many people can you take care of? Let's just keep piling it on. How many patients can you take care of? How many clients is in your roster? You know what I mean? Like, there's so many things that pull us in different directions. And let's just be truthful. The continental U.S. and all of its territories, there are laws. There are labor laws put in place, which just leads me to believe that if they could work you for 20 out of the 24 hours a day that we actually have, oh, they definitely would. Why? See the why? We always ask the why. Why? Because it's beneficial to the person, the place, or the things that want what you have. So with that said, it takes a lot of skill to slow down and pause. Right? It does. It takes skill. Everyone has people, places, and things that are draining energy from them. Everyone has this. Even if you are sitting and watching a TV show or minding your business, reading a book, there is always something, someone, or some place living rent-free in your head. So in order for us to be healthy energy-wise, is to balance these energies that are given and taken. It cannot just be you give and give and give. Because eventually, and this is just, I'm not going to say common sense, because not everyone has the same thinking. But if you keep giving and giving and giving and not receiving, you're going to break. You're going to break. You're going to break down. Your health is going to give out on you. Your mental health is going to give out you. Spiritual health will be lacking. And physical, please. I know that when I worked bedside, on my days off, it was like pulling teeth to get me out of this house. Because I was sore and I was tired, and I worked night shift forever and ever. So, you know, in order for us to be healthy with the receiving and giving of energy, that means that you need to fill your own cup, right? Filling your own cup can be many, many things. I am just going to go over three tools that I use and that has helped me most significantly in the beginning of my journey continue as far as like 
these tools, of course, I continue to integrate them in my daily practice, but these are the big three. Okay, so first one is meditation. Oh, I know. I know it's hard to meditate. I struggle. I struggle with meditation. I've been meditating for at least 10 years in a serious practice for the last two to two and a half years. I went from practicing 15 seconds to now almost two hours, if need be. I don't stay in meditation, but I know that if I need to, it will always be there for me, no matter what. And you know, meditation can be done in different ways. There's sitting meditation, there is walking meditation, there is tapping meditation, there is something for everyone. It's about doing the work because your mind deserves to heal and rest just like your body, right? Because nobody really pays attention. The body is more obvious when it's bleeding, we're going to go and stitch it up. When it can't breathe, we're going to put a tube in it. When it broke a bone, we're going to reset it and put some weights on it and all this good stuff and go to surgery. But what about the... Um, for instance, the childhood trauma you experienced when you were five years old. What about that? What about that situation? What about the situation when you were seven? What about the situation when you were two? The body keeps score. It's an excellent book, by the way. The body keeps score. I forget who wrote it, but I read it like years ago. Everything that happens to your body, it will remember. It keeps score of all the traumas that you've ever had to deal with in your whole life. So meditation, although it's hard, the work needs to be done. It needs to be done in order for you to be able to slow down. Okay? So the next tool that I use is water. Mm-hmm. I say water. Yep. Drink water. I swim in the water. Okay, not that deep. The showers that you take, the baths that you take, this all helps soothe the soul. This is not just for women, right? Men are jumping in the water constantly, right? Surfing, shifting, diving, blah, blah, blah. You know, all this kind of stuff that men do in the water. So, and they're just like the happiest dudes that I know. Watermen don't give a F about nothing. They just go to the water. People who love to, like, say, boat or dive or fish, very peaceful beings as far as I know, as far as what I've come across. There might be different experiences out there, but I'm speaking from my own truth, and that's what I know. So the water, what's amazing about it? is that water nourishes you. Water balances the fire energies. Water holds you. Water shapes. Water makes you feel light. Water heals and it sustains not just us, but the whole world. I mean, imagine that. Something so simple that we sometimes take for granted has been here since the beginning of effing time. All along, 
waiting to heal you and to nourish you and to hold you and to help you feel lighter than you are. So water. Last one is boundaries. And this is the big one. Um, because boundaries are very hard to keep. Because everything feels so pressing all the time. But nothing is more pressing than your health. Your mental health, your physical health, and your spiritual health will benefit enormously with holding your boundaries. And I'm talking set your boundaries and hold to them. Even if you feel rude or whatever it may be, it's about fighting for you. Yeah, you're fighting for your life. Why not fight for you? Are right, you're worth it, right? You're worth it. You're worth the fight. You're worth the time. You're worth the effort. Like boundaries. So let me just put it let me just give you an example of what I started doing about a year and a half, almost two years ago. So I am in, I am not currently in, but I have been in and out of therapy for, I want to say 20 years. And the best advice my therapist gave me was to take my time not go slow but to take my time and so this is what happened after I spoke to her about me feeling overwhelmed and all of these things you know everybody needs somebody to talk to so even though I'm at this different level than I was two years ago I love a good therapist I encourage everybody to be in therapy I mean, why not go to somebody and talk about your feelings and have it private? Like, nobody will ever know what I've said in my sessions except me and my therapist. And that was my safe space. Because I was, you know, I'm born into this role. I'm the oldest. I'm the oldest daughter. So being that I grew up in the kind of family dynamic that was full of trauma, full of uncertainty. Like, you don't know when you're going to eat next kind of uncertainty. A lot of, there was not a lot of, more, more so lack of guidance. So I kind of just had to make things up as I went along. And being the oldest and having all these little cousins... And the little brothers, you got to make sure that they're eating. It puts you into a very different kind of mindset. So for me growing up, it's always been very heavy. I've always been very heavy and fast moving. The world, the weight, all of it has been very, very heavy. But I never had time to take care of myself. It was always caring about other people. Therefore... I was put on the back burner for years and years. I mean, decades. Let's just, I'll be honest. Decades of neglect. So the boundary, this is so simple. The one boundary that I put in place almost two years ago was that when I wake up in the morning, I do not use my phone for one to two hours unless it is to listen to music or a podcast, period. I do not respond to text messages, emails, 
voicemails, DMs, PMs, any requests from the world for the first one to two hours of my day, I will not, I will not engage because that is my time. This is my time to make sure that I'm good, to prepare myself for all of the demands that are going to be set in front of me for the day. So if you wake up and you immediately go for your phone and see text messages and all these little notifications that are up on your phone and you start to go in and respond, that's the start of your day. Chaos. Chaos and energy sucked out of you. So for me, I had to set the boundary that no, for at least one hour, like when I was working, one hour. Now it could be two hours and I'm just totally checked out. I know that not everybody has this luxury, but uh, you kind of gotta. The sacrifice is too big for you not to hold your boundaries in place. Boundaries always look like they're so, you know, they're such an inconvenience for everybody else. But what about you? What about you? Right? I am sure that you can find like even 10 minutes to not respond that that morning time that you getting ready for the time go get your coffee do a little stretching do your bathroom business and whatever you got to do in there make sure your skin is right make sure you care about you take care of you before you go out into the world and let it suck you drive all your energy fill you first because if you wake up and you do all these things for other people, you're going to be rushing throughout your day. There's no way you're going to be able to slow down, take a breath, and really focus and tune in to what it is that you need. So if you're not setting yourself up the right way as soon as you wake up, it will control your whole day. Your whole day could be ruined. Because of one text message that you got. And that's just the way we are. Human beings are just reactive. We're just reactive. So for you, you got to be proactive about your life. Right? You be proactive about your life, then you you don't need to react to this kind of stuff. You be proactive. You fill your cup. You make sure that your energy is centered and that you are good to go. And then... You go ahead and tackle the day and do whatever it is that you need to do. It starts with these little steps. I mean, meditating, water, and holding your boundaries. If you can do this consistently, you will see enormous change. The work is hard. Doing the work for yourself is hard. Fighting for your life is hard. But if you don't, then what? You're going to be in the same place. And I mean, I get it. Being in the same place, that's just easy. Because you already know that evil. 
you already know how to do this bullshit, right? But you having to expand and push yourself outside of this same trauma cycle that you're in, instead of being like, you know what? I deserve better than this. I wasn't put on this earth so that I can struggle and have to be running constantly just to live my life. No, that's not how it is. You're worth the work. You're worth making the time for. You're worth having this peace. And you're worth being the fucking priority. And that is what it's all about. It's not about being selfish. You're already giving so much. You're already doing the best that you effing can. And you still feel like this. You still feel like you can't slow down. Then take it. You take it. Because you have to be the priority. It's very simple. And it's very hard. And it's beautiful. And it's fucking beautiful chaos. But in the chaos is where you learn. In the chaos is where you learn how to heal. In the chaos is where you can kind of gauge. Okay, this is not working for me. Let me go this direction. Chaos will help you pivot, right? Pivot here, pivot there. Let me see. Something is going to stick. And then you'll be like on this different path. Like day and night. It really is a beautiful journey out in this world. And you deserve a beautiful journey. Do not buy in or subscribe to the fact that we are going to just live like this, constantly exhausted, never filling up our cup, and everything's going to be fine. It won't be fine. Slow it down. Do your meditations, even if it's only 15 seconds. Find the time to check in. Drink your water or get into the water. If your baths aren't that spectacular, make it spectacular. Put a speaker in there. Play some music. Make it yours. It doesn't just have to be like, oh, this quick shower. No. Make it an experience. You deserve the experience. I mean, I love it. I have like these little tabs that I put in my shower and it makes like this lavender minty bath, you know, and all this stuff. I have all the zhuzh. All the judge things that everybody, you know, should be doing on a regular basis. So with that, I'm going to cut this down because, you know, I could be talking here for an hour. But I will leave you with this quote from Thich Nhat Hanh. And he says, drink your tea slowly and reverently as if it is the axis on which the world earth revolves slowly evenly without rushing toward the future right so if moving slowly evenly and without rushing toward the future is good enough for the entire world on its axis It is good enough for you as 
well. I wish you nothing but love and light and healing. And I will see you on the next episode.